live from the Shangri-La of South County. Coming to you from Rustin Tustin in the state of disrepair. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. And Roadhouse. This is Roadhouse. Go ahead, call. First time caller, long time listener. No, he's been on before. Just barely, though. So I went surfing earlier this week, and I was putting on my wetsuit. I punched myself so hard I couldn't eat. I punched myself in the jaw so hard I couldn't eat right for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> my hand slipped pulling the, the thing over my shoulder, and I almost knocked myself out. <laughs> so I would have been laying in the changing room naked, covered in sand. <laughs> Again, you mean? <laughs> it was fun. I've never done that before. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've uh, always thought about doing it, but I've never tried it. It's cool just going out and sitting on the board. Yeah. I get weirded out by sharks and stuff like that, but I like uh, I like bodyboarding and like, uh, what is it called? Um where, where you're at, is it skimboarding? It's not. What is it I when you're know. like you're not using any board? You're just like riding on your chest down the like wave, swimming. Uh, it's got a name, something like bodyboard. But when I think of bodyboard, I think of like those the big square piece things that you ride on. Roadhouse doesn't know because he's not near the ocean. Yeah. Um, he's on the wrong coast. <laughs> not even on the coast. Actually, he's on no coast. Yeah. No coast. In his uh, his bomb shelter, I would at least need to be near a lake, it's near some body of water to have to be sane. Um, how's your Bitcoin doing? Uh, well, I don't have any more Bitcoin. I got rid of all of that, thankfully. Never sell a hundred percent. Why Bitcoin's dropped? Yeah. So you realize your losses now. Yeah, and Litecoin is I should have sold when I had like when Litecoin was like at 218, I think it got to like a week ago. If you don't have ice in your veins, you shouldn't do this. Well, I don't have that much investment. That's the thing. I just have a little bit in it. And I I'm just like sitting there, I'm like wasting I'm I'm just wondering if I'm wasting my time hoping for it to go up. I'm I'm or and I'm am I not just better off? pulling whatever I have in it out while I'm ahead, you know, ahead. Like I look at it from a gambling perspective in that regard. If I had more money in it, like comfortably, then You'd I would be probably shitting sit. bricks. Yeah, but I wouldn't put money in it unless I had expendable income to put into it. So if I lose it, I have the expect I, I go in with the expectation that I probably that I could or probably will lose it. Just so think about if you had a whole data center worth of um, mining ASICs and you're like, man, I really hope Bitcoin doesn't drop another three dollars. Well, if you're renting the time on those things, it wouldn't matter because everybody else is the one that's potentially losing money. You just charge them for time, same flat rate. You always make money. Speaking of which, I have a Vulture server that's $120 a month that I haven't touched since starting it. $120 a month? Yeah. 
bare metal. I was going to split it with Tugger, but he's uh, moved his servers to Canada. Huh. 100 milliseconds to his servers now. Why does he do, why do you do that? Roadhouse, why is that acceptable? It's acceptable because they're not advertising eight cores when it's only four. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little angry about that too. They have uh, quad core chips that are hyper-threaded, but they advertise it as eight cores. There's literally nowhere on their website besides looking up the processor specs that indicate that it's actually only a quad core with hyper-threading. Am I right? That's totally correct. So when you initially talked to me about this... But aren't these all just virtualized server instances anyway? No, this one's bare metal. It's bare metal. They they advertise it as an eight-core processor. And I was like, wow, that's a really good deal for $120 yeah. a month. We could run a lot of game servers off of it. And then I, I was, was like, like oh. I can split it with Roadhouse. I can split it with Tugger. It's going to be a $30 a month server. No. No. So if I split it with somebody, I get two cores, they get two cores. Doesn't sound so good now. Especially yeah. not for my Tor exit node that you won't let me have. Yeah, fuck you. Maybe if I had it running through like a Nevada LLC where they wouldn't come and raid my house because of something you did. <laughs> but you can go ahead and do that. I'll uh I'll run my Tor exit node off of your your server. I'm sorry that you don't support a free and open internet. <laughs> I was a Tor relay operator for a long time, but I remember the Tor would, relay operator was a Tor would. exit node operator. Exit node. I got banned from fucking every website, but that was before there was Netflix and all these services that you basically can't live without. Plex is pretty great. I use that more than anything else. Do you re-encode all your stuff in a format that the device that you primarily use can natively stream, or do you have a powerful enough instance that it doesn't matter and it'll recode it for you? the client side isn't powerful enough to like everything that is plex has to be encoded uh, at the hardware level on the machine that's hosting it so the encoding is all done server side i definitely have a plex pass but i'm not making good use of it like if you were to use like infuse i don't know if you ever use that app um that is basically do that's just a like a media center app that the, and then in that case it does the encoding on the apple tv yeah but tran- that, that's trans- specifically coding. for the apple tv correct yeah i don't know if roadhouse has one i have an old apple tv don't judge me for the old square one but i do have one supposedly infuse 5 will do h265 client-side encoding on the Apple TV 4K. It supports it now anyway, so... It needs 200... Uh, 200... What was it? I forgot what the bandwidth was for it. Or, like, what it needs to be able to, to do. Like, there was a comparison between 1080 and 4K, and it was insane what 4k requires 
But 4K H.265 only requires about 20% of what 4K H.264 does. Is that correct or am I... Uh, You're talking bandwidth? Yes. Yeah, that's probably right. But the compute load, I think, is what Nate's referring to. He's probably talking about like uh, millions or billions of calculations per second, some measurement of that, like gigaflops or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I was reading up on it that it's... uh the Apple TV 4K is actually really powerful. Um, kind of makes me want to just do that DirecTV Now thing to pay like 105 bucks for one. I'm but to do to yeah. do H65 at a at any appreciable bit rate has to be really computationally expensive because my uh, my drone advertises being able to do 4K H265 but the frame rate is halved of what it can do with H.264. So I'm assuming that that just means that the computation needed to do H.265 4K is just that much higher. Yeah, and it's probably taking shortcuts to do it, so it may not look as good as H.264. Sometimes you're better off with the higher higher bandwidth and the less efficient codec, because if assuming there's still more information in the higher bandwidth one, even though it's less efficient, uh, you're more likely to be able to edit it slightly. Yeah, it seems like in this generation of the drones, I have a Phantom 4 Pro, uh, that they were more making these features for people with limited storage space than they were people that just wanted video that could be edited or actually look good because the H.265 stuff in 4K at 30 frames doesn't look anything as good as the H265 or H264 at 60 frames. It's very possible. Yeah, that means that they'd have to have higher bandwidth uh, micro SD cards or whatever they end up using to store it because H264 at 4K may be 45 megabits a second. Or megabytes, megabits. Yeah, 45 megabits a second. That's really high for compressed, uh, basically finished video codec i think the uh canon 6d or maybe the 5d mark 3 shoots h264 at 45 megabits a second which is high bandwidth for h264 yeah and they talk about how i mean not they but you uh you look at the rating of cards like oh they can read up to 95 megabytes per second or write up to 95 megabytes per second they're not talking about a sustained write in that they're not talking about a sustained read either it's a it's basically just a momentary thing because you look at the rating on the bottom of the card and the one that has the little U around it is the, the absolute sustained write that it will do. And those cards are con- considerably more expensive that will do enough to do what supposedly this drone will do. Oh yeah. I always get confused between the different ratings. It's pretty funny at micro center. They, took a whole portion of their store and they turned it into a DJ, DJ, DJI drone center thing. And it's like, nobody's in it. It's like they got nobody working over there. It's just this empty off, like empty closed off space that they just do, um, uh, you know, like uh, exhibits and stuff like that, like a couple times a week. It's a total waste. It is a total waste because the... When you look at, I think, is it Mac Rumors that does the cycle time for different Apple products? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you had someone doing that for DJI products, they haven't released a new flagship drone in the consumer space like the Phantom was 
or even if you wanted to get an Inspire, they haven't released one of those in almost two years now. Whoa. They just released skins for the new ones. They have an Obsidian skin or a Carbon Fiber skin. And they're a Chinese company, so... The same stuff you can buy from every eBay company or every company that can afford to create a website is now a DJI product, but there are no new innovations when it comes to unmanned aerial vehicle flight or unmanned or battery time. And no, nothing at all has changed except for the skins of the vehicles. Are you waiting for one with a big old optical zoom so you can spy on your neighbors without getting close enough for them to hear? I cannot confirm nor deny that. I kind of want that. That'd be cool. Just leave it hovering over somebody else's house. Zoom that thing in. The battery doesn't last long enough, though, so maybe I need a Zeppelin. Or that drone the New York police, the NYPD has, where it's um, it's low resolution video, but it it's on a tether, a hundred yard tether, so you can go up three hundred feet in the air, basically, and uh, and stay indefinitely. Yeah, there's an army drone, some type of tethered balloon that did something like that. And then they lost it. It it was supposed to be able to like never come out of the ground, and then it uh I guess in a storm in the middle of the night, it pulled free and just disappeared. And it took a while for them to find it. I gotta look that up. It's like this billion dollar floating eye. Let's consult the book of knowledge. I mean, you say billion dollar, but an ink pin to the army, if they're going to adopt it worldwide, would be a billion dollars, wouldn't it? Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, it's all history stuff. Um, fuck. Yeah, I can't find it. I'm getting a bunch of history crap. Fucking Google's algorithm. So I looked at a couple of videos of cows listening to music because it was interesting. Now all of YouTube is full of that shit. Like in just your uh, search history or your yeah. meta. Okay. Well, all the recommend all the recommended videos are like cows listening. The metadata, accordions, drums, horns. Cows love music apparently. I've been watching a lot of those stupid uh, uh, Ugandan Knuckles videos. Yeah. The You do not know the way. <laughs> do you know the way? <laughs> My queen. Um, they, uh, <laughs> some of them were just ridiculous. But so, that's all I my YouTube history now. Since I don't have any idea what you're talking about, I just typed in you in Google and the autocomplete was Ugandan Knuckles. I guess I'll be educated real quick. Mm -hmm. While you read about that, here's a video. Good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Pastor Dr. Martin Samba. <laughs> I'm here in the capacity. Uh, oh, it's broadcasting right now. <laughs> task force I'm going to have to fast forward a little bit. Against homosexuality. One of the things they do is called enoliking, where <laughs> they, a, a man's anus is leaked like this by the other person, like ice cream. Mm. And then what happens? Like ice cream. Even poo-poo comes out. The other poo-poo is out, huh? and then they eat the poo-poo. Mm. Like ice cream. What they do 
There's a, a auto-tune remix of this. Yeah. Oh, come on. No, no, that's no good. Well, I can't really play the Ugandan Knuckles videos because they're mostly visual. The It's little 3D models of that retarded little red character from one of the Sonic games. Knuckles, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know who it was before this. It's an echidna. Echidna. That's a Nintendo it's property, isn't it? Because they just no, released it's it. Sega. Oh, but they released it on the Switch. And it was a shitty well, game. Sega whores out Sonic now to like everything. He was in Smash. Sonic was a character in Smash Brothers. That's weird. Which is a Nintendo game. Yeah. Well, then again, so was Mega Man. Cloud from Final Fantasy. Uh, they have a lot of crossover characters now. Did you hear they announced a new one today for the Switch? Smash Brothers? Yeah. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Tell me one. about it. I, I don't know. I didn't watch the Nintendo Nintendo Direct. That's what they call it. I didn't watch that today. I just heard about it. Oh, it came out today? Well, they, the, the announcement was today. Okay. The announcement. I got the Pro Controller for my Switch. How do you like that? Excellent buttons. Yeah, I feel like that you would have to... That, that should just come with a console. So the stupid little nunchuck things that have the flimsy joysticks. I feel like they're going to break every time you use them. The joysticks are a lot better too. Because they're that's, like full 3D. That's the thing that bothered me about the Switch the most was the, the, the little controllers. They're not... They don't feel well made. Like everything else about the console feels solid. Except for those. those Considering what it is... I'm okay with it. It's really uncomfortable to use for any period of time. Well, it's so overpriced, though. I mean, those those little controllers are like seventy dollars. Like, yeah. the PlayStation Four has a fucking touchpad on the controller, and you can get those for forty bucks. So, what is what Nintendo... two people can play with a pair of those nunchucks? Because they are True. individual controllers, so you can have four people by just buying two controllers. Or two pairs. The one that came with the Switch and then a second pair. Everyone's going to have hand cramps after, but you can play for like an hour before your hands are crippled. And you just have hooks. And all you can do is open beer and drink. Yeah. If you're lucky. But the controller feels good, and it might work on the PC. It's got a USB-C connector on it. I think you have to have some kind of uh, custom like third-party driver, though. Made PS4 by some random guy. The DualShock 4 works on Windows. You just got to install the DS4 program. So you can map the, the buttons. I like that Microsoft's controller standard or whatever it is was uh, generic enough that it seemed to propagate everywhere. Everybody supports it. Wait, hold on, hold on. Did That's you just say you liked, you liked something that Microsoft did? Yeah, well, their controller seems to be supported everywhere. I think even with the Mac, at least the, lots of games support that controller, even on the Mac. And they have a pro Xbox controller, something along those lines, that has metal buttons and all these weird things you can replace. 
that actually seems like it would be really high quality. It's expensive though. It's like one hundred and fifty dollars, and honestly, I the best controller I think as far as ergonomics and design go still is the the PlayStation controller because it's what? symmetric. It's symmetrical. It has the best D pad. The problem with the Xbox controller for both the three sixty and GameCube. The, the GameCube controller was great too. The D pad on that was tiny though. It was Didn't like the size good, of your but, thumb. But it was physically probably the best orientation. Remember the tiny ergonomics. the tiny little D pad that thing had? It was like the size of your thumb. The the little yellow wobbly thing? No, the D-pad is the cross, like the, uh, I don't the analog, the old analog style. But like none of the games used it. Yeah, well, Nintendo made, like, they abandoned the D-pad, like, with the N64. The N64, they designed the controller. It had three things to hang on to, and the D-pad was the part that was off to the left that you never touched. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Like, so they, that, that was just their design decision, but Sony and Microsoft... Be- between those two the sony's is way better their d-pad has always been better i think the joysticks are better the placement's better because the xbox 360 controller and the one controller it's like they put one thumbstick way up on the left side and then they put the other one down on the right so they like it's kind of similar to the gamecube controller in that regard but the gamecube controller is a lot more compact and it felt more comfortable whereas the xbox controller feels awkward when you're holding it so the 360 controller was better. The one, the Xbox One controller, I don't really like at all. Even the one with the metal pad, because like I, after using one for an extended period of time and trying to play with it, it just it doesn't feel right. But trying to look could, these things up. It could just be my, you know, it could be subjective. But I, I, the Xbox One makes sense. Why the fuck is the D-pad anywhere near your your thumb? Why would it rest on there? Nothing uses it. No, both your thumbs go down on the PS4 on the uh, DualShock 4. Doesn't your hand kind of naturally rest on the joystick on on the left hand side on the 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 farther joystick? I don't have the here. I'm holding the the Switch controller, and my hand, the thumb rests on the joystick on the left hand side. If you look up with the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Okay. And it is set forward like the Xbox controller. And then, actually, it's basically the same layout. More or less, it's the same layout. Yeah, but this looks thinner. It doesn't look as thick as the Xbox One controller it's is. It's thinner, but your this actually thumb's looks still rest in the same spot. Oddly, this looks like a, if you took the Xbox One controller and the PS4 controller and mixed them together, this is what it would look like. Because it's elongated. It's It's like wider and narrower kind of like the, the ps4 controller is yeah kind of just the, the thumbstick placement's way different i don't know the see the d-pad on this looks good though it doesn't look like a piece who of cares shit. though nothing uses it uh any side scroller game you play it's better any a lot of people prefer fighting t- seriously fighting okay games. let me uh hop in my time machine some fighting games people play use it it's like if you don't have an arcade stick you know some people like playing with that um let me if there was let me look at your steam account and see the last time you played a side scroller if there wasn't a use for it they wouldn't put it on the controller 
fuck the d-pad how do you pan the camera okay let's say you're playing a third person game <laughs> how do you pan the camera around if the right thumbstick is for you to to like you know let's say that's like an attack or like to do- roll like you know uh like in the god of war games you use that to roll or dodge out of the way and then the left one you use to to move around how do you pan the camera you got to use the the d-pad so your thumb goes the D-pad up d-pad is like the the tailbone it's a vestige of an old an old game model and we've evolved past it we don't need it i guess I played until, Metal Slug. until you play play Mega Man. Play Mega Man with a uh, thumbstick. Tell me how that goes. Does it does it not uh, work without it or something? No, it'll work. It's just terrible. Uh, you, you, games like that where you need precise movement, like where you need to go directly up when you want to go directly up, or directly down when you want to go down or you know the like n64 solved that by having that hexagon shape in the joystick because you could rotate it and it would uh go you know it would fall into the notch and go perfectly straight remember that yeah it wasn't a circle so it wasn't you couldn't do smooth rotations which was fine you just don't push all the way to the edge but it let you get precise angles and they might have had that with the GameCube, but I didn't own one. You would know. And then ever since then, they haven't had it. No, the GameCube it was it was different. It was, it was the circular. GameCube resembled more like what we have today. Yeah. Well, oh. the, actually, the C stick, the C stick had the hexagonal thing. I think the yellow the one and the yellow nipple right. thing. Yeah. But the 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 main one on the upper left didn't. As far as I know, it didn't. That sounds right. Um, oh, oh, actually, did, no, it did. I'm looking at it right now. It did, but it's not a hexagon. It looks like an octagon. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's an octagon. As long as we can agree that you both were garbage at Goldeneye, we can keep talking about the N64. Goldeneye, man, that's like, how many years ago was that? They have the Source one now. Have you played that? I think I did. That came out like two years ago or something. Where it was like ten. It was oh. like it was like seven, probably. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time ago. When you're playing Source Goldeneye, I guess. Or when you're playing Insurgency. How do my balls taste, Roadhouse? What is Insurgency? Fuck you. I mean, I'm assuming if it's a game, I'd be good at it, but I don't know. Goldeneye is not even on the Steam store anymore. Goldeneye Source? No, it's not. Maybe they got a C and D. You they can get it on their website, I think. Uh, August twenty fifth, twenty seventeen was the last update. It looks like. Wait, you found it? Uh, I'm on the website, Goldeneye Source. When's Half Life Three coming out? Drink. <laughs> My girlfriend is going to hate you for that. And fucking uh, Gabe Newell stops eating. The drinking Focuses game. on games. Uh, okay, so I guess that's not going to happen then. Yeah. 
I kind of want to load up GoldenEye Source, but I don't think they have a Mac version. Yeah. You gotta, like... How does this work? So it doesn't use the Steam browser? Like the Steam server browser? I thought it used to. It looks like it's a Half-Life mod. You must drop it in your Steam folder, and it probably does use the Steam browser. I remember this being like a standalone, like it was on the Steam store. Yeah, I thought it was too. I remember playing a beta of it, but I really thought it was only a couple years ago. We had to do some funky shit to actually get it to work. I think it's a perpetual beta. It says it's not available for download on via Steam due to legal reasons. Sandy? Fucking gay. Yeah. Fucking lawyers. <laughs> that was that was a great uh oh, what do you call it iso yeah i had that queued up i was waiting to use it those guys are fags i might be getting a home pod or an apple tv i need one of those to support home kit so that this elgato power what is it I bought I thought, a. I thought you have a HomePod already. Yeah, it's at my girlfriend's. Eve oh, Energy okay. by Elgato. It's a Bluetooth switch, uh, power switch, and meter, and it's pretty cool. So right now it's working peer to peer, and I want the Bluetooth one, so it's not always persistently on the internet. And I can just summon it with my voice and say, "Turn the heater on" or "Turn the heater off," because I put a little heater on it. I could also put the. Uh, George Clooney dildo chair kind of thing on there too. Just start that up remotely. I could probably trigger that with IFTTT and I can send you the chair and then I can trigger it with a button IFTTT at my house. IFTTT is cool. I have that on my uh, iPad. If this then that. Yeah, it's it's scripting for internet services. Yep. I have one that yeah. tracks my hours. Now that I have a HomePod, or a, not a HomePod, a Google Home, and then a, uh, I got one of these $10 Raspberry Pi Google AIY development kits for the Raspberry Pi 3. It basically takes your Raspberry Pi 3 and it turns it into a like Google Home device, but you can program it to do more things. And so um, I've got it like put together and set up, but I don't like, I've got it set up with uh google's api and all that but i don't have um i don't have like the like the instructions down for how to you know program it to do different things so do you have to talk to it no you there's some a bunch of commands you have to enter to get it to respond a certain way to certain things like i guess there's like a thresh there's different thresholds and stuff like that so it's like home like, kit for automation is that what you're saying? Uh, no, it's... Let me link it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. Or are you trying to replicate Siri? It's Google's... Kind of it's Google's thing. It's Hey Google. Yeah. So you have to um, put some wispy-ass little mic on that thing? It's already got it. I'll, it comes with all of the, the parts put it together. Channel. Nate. Link oh. to AA projects with Google.com. It looks ghetto. It's made out of cardboard. And it has like an arcade-style button that goes on the top of it. Is there more than one microphone? There's two, I think. You'll see the little holes in the top there. The tiny little ones on the very top of it. 
Oh yeah. Those are the microphone array. That's a cool project. Yeah. Um, so I've got to put together, I just got to do the uh, Google plat cloud platform setup and then the, um, there's some stuff I have to do on the, the, uh, Debian side too. GCP is pretty good. I like their, their setup. They give you console access right in the browser. So you can just pull that up and issue some commands or paste some stuff in that you found in a forum and it'll spin up a whole bunch of really simple virtual machines just based on your API hits with their Google command line. What do they call that thing? Google. Yeah, I don't know. GC something. Have you used any of their stuff before? I was looking at Google Cloud Platform's pricing compared to Microsoft Azure, and they're about the same. They're both expensive. Yeah, the pricing for all of those VPCs are pretty similar. I like Vulture's setup because it's so simple, and most of the time for my personal stuff, I just don't give a fuck about all the setting up elastic IPs and being able to switch out different storage types. I just want a fucking server for a certain price. And with GCP and AWS, uh, you can basically spend as little or as much as you want, but you have to watch it. It's $120 yeah. a month, but you do get eight cores. <laughs> yeah, you get eight threads. But with Vagrant, I can put a whole bunch of virtual machines on there perfectly reproducible infrastructure it's called vagrant it's uh a like virtual a homeless machine person? yeah like a homeless person <laughs> it's like a virtual machine automation for reproducible infrastructure so you create a little five line thing saying that you want this operating system with this internal ip and you type vagrant up it reads the five lines from this fucking text file and it goes, here's your private network. It sets it up in VirtualBox. Here's a headless instance. Now type Vagrant SSH server or, or test or whatever the server name is. And you've logged in. It automatically did the key exchange and everything. You don't have to type huh. in a password. And then you can take that same config, go from testing it on your home computer to your $120 a month <laughs> VirtualBox that you haven't touched in over a month and paste it in there and instantly get the same exact infrastructure replicated. So it'll do the job of building all the virtual NIC connections and stuff, do the port forwarding out to the internet. It'll download the operating system you told it to. You can even do Windows and or, or a mixed environment. It, it just fucking does everything. It takes huh. what would normally take you maybe two hours of like pointing and clicking and getting everything set up and getting in there and like getting the port forwarding working and then documenting it. And it does it in 15 minutes. You just sit there and you watch it. It saves me so much time. I'm never going back. And then there's a plugin for vagrant to do all that stuff through uh, Google cloud platform or vulture. And it uses their API and you can create, this reproducible infrastructure, just a simple 
dial plan of sorts and type Vagrant up and it will connect to their API, build out the infrastructure, for, forward ports wherever you need them, and then you just log in because it automatically exchanged uh, the keys. It's going to change the way you do everything, Nate. That and probably Ansible. Because Ansible you can use to automate every one of your customers' uh, endpoints. Even their Windows machines. You just be, as long as you're at a Linux machine or a Mac or something, any Unix system, you can create all kinds of dial plans based off of the Ansible Galaxy open source stuff and go and run Windows updates on every customer's computer. And it'll spit out a report of what got installed or if anything got installed. It will make you probably double your income. You will be that much more valuable. This is how I know Nate's not even listening. I am, but I'm reading like also up on just some of the GCP stuff. What do you think about that Roadhouse? I, I think he's we gone. talked too long. Yeah, he's gone. Um, it's a good place to end. Well, yeah. We'll talk about uh, doubling your income after the show. All right. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. See you next week. Sayonara.